0: Hello and ahoy. What up? What up? All of you bronzies. Hope everybody's doing absolutely wonderfully today. We sure are. We sure as hell are. We're doing great. So just beat COVID. (laughs) COVID. (laughs) Welcome into the show. Uh, As per usual, you guys Zach here. Hello Uh, again. Hope you're all doing great. So and then across the way, we got Dougie Fresh. Yo, what up? And we are extremely stoked to have on the podcast with us today. We've got Mr. Kendrick Mills of Kwan Su. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kendrick.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's nice to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to roll.
0: <laughs> I guess first question will be, because we were talking a little bit about Kwan Su, the band that you're that you're a part of, uh, just prior to us hitting the old red button and... Uh, uh, curious what exactly the wh- what that what that derives from, what it means, and uh, your reasoning behind that name. Actually,
1: yeah. So um, I don't know how old you guys are or anything, but uh, I I loved a, a certain movie when I was growing up called Surf Ninjas. Um, uh, so it's uh, it's got Ernie Reyes Jr. in it. He was a keynote in uh, TMNT two, the old school one, like early '90s, late '80s and uh oh, so, yeah yeah <laughs> so they uh they had a movie called surf ninjas and in the movie they just say kwan Su, dude like all the time and so i was like you know what if i ever start another like metal band or project like it's going to be qu- called kwan Su, regardless of what genre it is and so uh that's it that was uh kind of how i decided on the name for the band
0: <laughs> do you know like, yeah. like like him said him saying that in the movie do you know if that if that comes from anything or means anything in particular, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I was seeing that show up when I had first like kind of checked out y'all stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Uh,
1: Yeah. So so, uh, I've seen it over the years, like actually spelled a little bit differently with like a T in it, but I wanted to uh, kind of make the name. So it was almost like, it sounds like it it looks kind of thing um, without the T, but uh, in the movie, the, the little kid, Adam says something like, Kwan Su dudes, and then he's like, "I don't know why they love this word. It must mean free beer or something." So I guess my band name and our band name is uh, free beer or something. So, <laughs> or at
0: least that's what you'll take it as. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I'm good with it. So, yeah, uh, better,
0: to, better to play the ignorance card just be like, "Yeah, you know what? As far as we're concerned, that's what it means." <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Are you? Uh, uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I know where you're based out of. You're. You're actually no. You're out of Florida, right? Are you, are you a surfer yourself? Is that something that, that takes place down there? Uh, the more uh, it would, would make me think that you that you do do some sort of extreme sports. So I'd figure that that would.
1: <laughs> right. Nice. Um, so it's funny because I live basically like the biggest city next to me would be West Palm. And uh, there's a little surf town called Juno Beach that I live near, which is about 10 minutes uh, north of where I actually live. And it's like a little surf community. You have like, you know, eight-year-old kids riding longboards everywhere, like what you would expect kind of like in California or Hawaii. So I don't know, maybe it just all kind of came to be, I'm actually from Indiana in the Midwest and I moved down here like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that was like subconsciously something that was going on in my mind. I'm like trying to fit this whole Kwan Su Surf Ninjas narrative into my actual life. I have no idea. I guess the ninja stuff's next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah dude dude ninjas are so tight though so i'm so down with that you mentioned you're from you're from indiana oh yeah where, whereabouts in indiana are you from
1: so i'm from a town called plymouth which is like 30 minutes south of like notre dame university okay. um kind of close to the michigan border so it's it super cold it's like two hours from chicago two hours from indianapolis so
0: yeah i'm from uh i'm from the chicagoland area i lived oh, there okay. for, about, for about 12 or so years in my life and it's And and yes, it's always good to see a fellow Midwesterner that that found their way out of the the frigid, unbearable cold. And into a nice warm place like Florida, no less.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's a complete contrast from where I grew up because you can take a like a forty five minute boat ride to the Bahamas from where I'm at right now. So it's like it's literal paradise.
2: Wow, dude, that's awesome. That's badass. That sounds way better than Indiana. <laughs> dude, yeah, that's a huge That sounds better than Colorado. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's funny too because I remember one of the first times I actually went over to Indiana, it was to visit some buddies that were in a town called Kokomo. And I was like, Oh, Kokomo, that sounds like that sounds kinda like an island paradise and they're like, Yeah, sure. so like you're actually now where it's like okay you got island paradise not too far away from you do you take take advantage of that often the fact that you're like you're just a kind of hop skip and a jump away from from the bahamas from there
1: so i haven't actually been to the bahamas yet which kind of sucks but there's actually like a cruise ship that i can see from my apartment that goes out every single day um that goes to the bahamas and back and it's actually like pretty reasonably priced. It's like only 150 or 160 bucks to get on it. But like drinks cost money and like you can gamble on there. So like that's probably where you spend your money at. Um, I haven't done that yet, but it's like something that I need to do like sooner rather than later. That's for sure. And also trailing on the Kokomo comment, um, that was like an hour south of where I used to live. And that's the circus capital of the world.
0: Oh, really? No way. Really? Yeah. Wow. So probably.
1: <laughs> Probably a bunch of weird looking people uh, up in Kokomo, <laughs> most likely.
0: <laughs> that's funny. They must have all been like hiding out or it must have been an off season or something because I, I didn't see anything that would have let that on. So that, that, that's a funny fact.
2: For sure. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Freaks come out at night, bro. What's that? Were you out at, said the freaks come out at night. Were you out at night or were you out in the middle of the day? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I always think of like, I don't know if you guys watched American Horror Story. They had a season that um, was, uh, what was it called? Carnival or Freak Show. That's what it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, and that's actually funny because it took place in Jupiter, Florida, which is also a neighboring town of where I live. So it like kind of like connected all those dots too. So
0: pretty cool. In that show, actually, in that season, uh, what was his name? Uh, it was the guy who. Spoiler alert to anybody out there that hasn't watched the <laughs> season yet. It's been years, so you're you're not off the hook. <laughs> but uh, but what's what was his name? The main character, good-looking guy who ends up being the clown in the end. Uh, I can't remember the name of the character in the actual show, but uh, that's actually one of my good buddies who I went to college with. It's his. His first cousin, who he's like super close with, and I was oh, like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> and he's like, "I'm like, what? What must family gatherings be like when, when you're with this person that like played these these crazy roles and stuff like that?" So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Twi- <laughs> Twisty the clown or whatever it was in that, he was like super terrifying. Holy yeah. crap, dude, <laughs> uh,
0: dude. That show that that show in general is pretty cool. It's it started to kind of slide off like in later in later seasons, but Agreed. I was actually a fan for when it when it was in its like. Kind of prime. Uh,
1: yeah, first season was like spectacular, and then like second season was pretty good. I'm not sure where Freak Show like landed in the the seasons, like three or four or whatever. But like, I think after Freak Show, it definitely tailed off. Like, I never really watched it after that. I'm not saying it's like bad or anything, but I just mm. never really got back into it.
2: Yeah, it's like a lot of shows like that.
0: Yeah, when when, yeah. It, when it kind of goes so far, it's like okay, like people understand it's still going on and in, in like you know, in the periphery of, of things or whatever, but it's like, no, it's not like, like, Oh yeah, they're still making seasons of that. Oh shoot. Yeah. I I haven't been keeping track. (laughs) I know
1: it's like, it's totally one of those shows where like, everybody's like, Oh, did you watch the new American horror story? And I'm like, haven't watched it in probably four seasons, but I might (laughs) check it out. We'll see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any, any shows you're binging right now?
1: We just, uh, me and my wife actually just got through season one of the, uh, show called Titans on HBO max. It's about mm-hmm. like the teen Titans and like the DC universe with like Robin and all that stuff it has like a killer, uh, intro song too, which I just throw in all the time randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, it's pretty good so far. Dude. Nice.
2: Yeah. I yeah I'll have to check
1: that out. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's pretty solid. What about you guys?
2: Uh, Seinfeld on repeat for me usually. <laughs> Uh, Adventure Time on repeat dude I, I shouldn't say this but I watched so much fucking Spongebob Like, <laughs> I, just, I, I binge watched the first and second season like so much like when I was at home with COVID last week dude I watched like the entire first season like a sitting <laughs> like that's like seven hours <laughs> and I was like I would do that again so what I did the next day was I watched the second season and, like, that, that show is, like, some of the funniest shit in it, dude.
1: Like, oh, definitely.
2: And it all sails right over your head yeah. when you're a kid. But when yeah. you're an adult, you're like, that's kind of dark. That's kind of – that's really funny, you know. But that I, that's what I've been watching, dude. Like, I just watch old shit. I need to start Yellowstone. I've been telling myself I'm going to do that okay. for a while. I haven't done that yet. But how mm-hmm. about you, Zach? What are you watching?
0: Dude, I'm, like uh, – like, so I actually – I own no, like, uh, streaming – subscriptions aside from YouTube premium. So all my time is just me like binging channels that is, is me like binging channels versus actually binging shows of any sort. So, uh, so I don't know one thing that I've been on a bit of a kick of, and this is weird, is, but it's called, it's called never too small. And it's, and it's basically like people, it's bas- basically like tiny living where it's like people in either small homes or like, you know, small square f- square footage and seeing how they like take advantage of that space to, to do it upright. And for whatever reason, I find that stuff fascinating. (laughs) I could not tell you why. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) But yeah, so that's been one thing I've been watching other than that. Like, just random, I don't know, kind of random channels that I watch cooking cooking channels, mm. et cetera. Uh I'm a I'm a trash cook and I'll I literally make the same stuff every day, just <laughs> out of out of habit and out of ease. But yeah. I but I enjoy watching that shit anyways.
2: <laughs> right on <laughs> <interesting. man>. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that's what what have you been listening to, Kenrick? That's what that's what I'm really interested in. What's that? What have you been listening to? <laughs> what have I been listening to?
1: Um, let's see. I've, um, I've been listening to a lot of the new Sleep Waker album.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's a, that's a banger album all the way through. Um, those dudes are from Grand Rapids. Um, also the band hollow front out of, uh, Grand Rapids. Um, mm-hmm. they're Holo doing Front's some good type. stuff, like definitely uh, keep an eye on them if you haven't listened to them. Um, I'm excited. Like I just listened to the new every time I die song. And I was like super pumped on that. Holy cow. The riffs in that are it. like oh, yeah. unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously like the new spirit box dropped last week. Uh, listen to that this weekend, a uh, little bit, of Lil NOS X. I, I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> listen to that too. Um, and then also, um, I went to a high school or I went to a high school. Of course I did. Um, I went to <laughs> high school with, uh, the bass player of the band pacifier um they're like a reggae band um and they just put out a new album on friday so like a bunch of new albums on friday coming out so trying to uh go through all those this past weekend but uh you know a little bit of everything to be honest but mainly i I, I listen to metal to be honest like through and through it's either metal or pop punk for me
0: (laughs) Mm, totally i've been i've been been holding off on listening to the new spirit box because i usually like to if there's I'm, I'm right now training for a marathon uh, about oh, right on, about, a, about a month from now. And uh, I like to, if, if I know that there's like albums that I haven't listened to yet, I like to reserve that for when I'm actually out on a training run. But uh, like like Doug kind of hinted at, this past week, actually, uh, as of not this past weekend, but the weekend prior, we both tested positive for COVID. So we've both been having a lay, lay low. And I'm like, all right, yeah. so these albums I've been wanting to listen to, I'm going to have to like, you know, just kind of put on the shelf for right now and I'll have to get, get to them when tomorrow, tomorrow Doug's already, already free with his timing, but I'm uh, I'm free of my house arrest tomorrow. So I will, I will be bumping that new spirit box while I'm on my run tomorrow. And I'm very excited because that's so highly anticipated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jacket was my favorite uh, song on that album, dude with Sam Carter. Like he just fucking killed it as usual. But I mean like that song was really good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to, sp- I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but like <laughs> the very first th- song, it's like sun killer or something like that. Like yeah. once the guitar yep. comes in and like the first breakdown kind of hits, it's in, like one of the first verses, like it just sounds so damn good. It's, it's insane. Like the production on it is just so crispy and great.
0: <laughs> They've got such, it's amazing. such good tone. And like, I, I, yeah. I, don't, Grint, Grint, I haven't heard this, this new album, but if, if they're, You know, if the reputation precedes them, then absolutely.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You've you've probably heard a lot of the songs because they they put like four or five songs, like singles that they'd released before mm -hmm. on it. So, yeah, you you got a little taste. Now you just got to go through and finish that baby.
0: yeah yeah yeah. it
2: was it was
1: cool to like kind of listen to it because you had like the songs that you'd heard already that were released as singles and then you have like these little nuggets in between that are brand new and you're just like ooh, this is this is nice i like
0: this so yeah you get like some familiarity like oh yeah i recognize you like we we go we go go back a handful of months or so and then some totally (laughs) new new faces come into the equation (laughs) exactly yeah who uh i guess i i guess kind of talking about about y'all and your style uh What kind of inspires what Kwon Su does?
1: So, um, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, we're trying to, like, mimic any band or, like, not mimic any band or anything like that. Um, We just try to write, like, good, fun, heavy songs. That's kind of, like, what it's been from the start. Um, It's kind of just me riffing out of my computer. I finally figured out how to make, make MIDI drums, you know, a couple years back. And so I had these songs, I was like sitting on them, and I've been a vocalist my whole life, like in bands and stuff. And so I'm like, you know what, I should put some vocals over these and just like put them out under a name, Kwan Su, whatever, and just kind of, uh, you know, see where it goes. I had uh, our guitar player in my last band kind of join me. And so we kind of jam out, we jam the songs out before we go into the studio and stuff. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, I probably get a lot of inspiration from bands like uh, For the Fallen Dreams, kind of like that melodic hardcore metalcore type vibe, um, like Misery Signals, stuff like that. That's just like it's heavy, but it has like some melodicness and uh, you know some solid, solid screaming, that kind of stuff. Not really into like the the hooks and all that kind of stuff. Although we have a hook on our last song, but it's just kind of uh, yeah, just like solid, good, fun, heavy songs. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's that's it's, what we like. Dude, hell yeah! It's and it, and it's actually cool that you said for the fallen dreams because I I actually when I was listening to it, uh, <clears throat> I was I was thinking to myself like it, it had actually just actively reminded me of like a period of metalcore and and yeah. a band that came to mind for me was was for the fallen dreams. I was like I could totally see this on tour with for the fallen dreams. So to hear that yeah, that's man. like direct inspiration, I'm like yeah, that that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, the time.
1: Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, anybody that kind of hears like my vocals, they're always like, dude, you sound like Chad from the Fallen Dreams. And I'm like, that's just how my voice sounds, man. Like, yeah, I love that band. But I'm just like, I actually learned how to scream by listening to Underoath, like back in the day, um, the song Writings on the Walls or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. I was just in my car and I was like, you know what? I'm just like loving the song right now. And I just started like screaming with him and stuff. I'm like, holy shit. I just figured out how to like scream, you know, blah, blah, blah. So
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And how does, how does it work too? Cause like it being, it being a two piece for y'all, um, <clears throat> how does it work in terms of, you know, when it, when it comes time to go out and play, play a gig or something like that, what, what's, what's the approach at that point?
1: So as of right now, it's kind of open. We're not really sure what the approach would be um, as far as like we're kind of uh, just a studio project at the time being. Um, I don't know about you. I know I'm pretty sure. Are you a drummer, right? I
0: am a drummer. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So
1: so I think it's like the unicorn uh, in metal music is like finding a good dedicated drummer. Um, so that's like one of the disconnects for us. It's like I just write MIDI drums. We go into the studio with MIDI drums and we kind of like go from there but uh, I'd love to like actually jam these songs out with the drummer sometime, but mm-hmm. it's just, I haven't found anybody that kind of like, you know what I mean? Like to play metal, you have to be like a certain amount of like good at drums. Like you have to have the bass patterns or the bass drum patterns and, you know, just the speed of it all. It's just, it's a complex type thing. So, you know, picking a drummer, it, it's kind of hard. And especially when I like moved, you know, like eight years ago, I actually don't know many people down here, so I would have to like really like delve into my contacts to try to find somebody. So I mean, Mm -hmm. we're kind of like open to bringing a drummer into the band, but I haven't actually like met one yet then I'm like, "Hey, dude, you want to jam or something like that?" So
0: yeah, totally, and and hopefully something out there will will present itself for y'all to be able to work with. I think it's great that like as long as y'all, excuse me, (laughs) sorry, COVID man, (laughs) this COVID, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but. I love like, even, even as a drummer, I love that we're in a time where it's so not, not easy, but so streamlined to be able to like, if you have like melodic ideas or if you have vocal ideas, but you don't have maybe the wherewithal to, to like lay down full drum tracks, like the tools, like, like MIDI and just being able to like have all these, these great, like drum resources to, to kind of pull together a sound you're looking for. It's so user-friendly today. And I just think it's awesome. Like, like, for, for sake of something like that, where it's like two dudes just working out of a, out of a studio. And, and even though, even, even if neither of them have have the ability to bring about that drum aspect of it, like by actually playing drums, there is still a way to get there. I think that's, I think that's just an awesome, an awesome thing to have available.
1: Right. I agree. And the thing is like, I'm not like proud of saying like, Oh, we use MIDI drums. They're like perfect, you know, or whatever. I like I love jamming with the drummer. If there's like mm-hmm. nothing better, being a guitar player or whatever, you know, it's like, hey, let's work these songs out. It's just it's so hard to like work a song out by myself at my computer. It's so unnatural, like coming from like the jamming with a band type thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, trying to just all of a sudden do MIDI drums and stuff. Just it's so hard.
0: Oh yeah, totally. And especially having to like kind of like plug stuff out, like just <laughs> so much, you know, drumming and, and it's like you know in what it is is like so physical and so like everything yeah. is flailing. and then and then it's all reduced to like you know pushing keys and it's like damn it <laughs> you know like i know so, yeah so like that's where it's like it's awesome to use it like it's it's such a double-edged sword because it like you know you want to you want to be able to play with with uh like actual drummers etc but it's great to know that you have these things available to be, available to you to be able to use them in that kind of in that kind of context where it's like, okay, don't have a drummer got to make do with this, I suppose. So
1: yeah, what, yeah, definitely.
0: Was a, when you were living up in, in Indianapolis or uh, Indiana, that is, was it, uh, was it like, were, were you kind of doing more of the jamming with full band, bands in that kind of situation at that point? And yeah, so, um, I mean, I, I've, like, been in the, like,
1: metal slash punk scene or whatever for, like, so long. Like, when I was a freshman in high school, like, 2002, 2003, I started going to shows, like, you know, people in bands screaming and stuff like that was, like, so new to me. But when I fir- I saw my first local show, I was like, this is, like, so legit. I love this type of music. I don't even know why, but I love screaming, and I, like, love heavy heavy music. And, like, the only things I'd heard was, like, lincoln park or like whatever but i still thought that is like mainstream type stuff you know what i mean so to see some dude just literally just like screaming his lungs out five feet in front of me was just like the coolest thing to me at least so that is um, cool yeah i'm sure you guys can agree um but it's just like you know i've been in bands like over the years a bunch normal bands this isn't you know not like kwan su that's kind of like the drummer you know is isn't there and stuff But like, you know, normal drummer, you know, guitar players, bass player, all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm used to. But just like when I moved, I still had this like creative outlet that I wanted to kind of get out. You know, I had like this, just like I wanted to write music still, you know, like my band had broken up or whatever, not like on bad terms or anything, but it was just like, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways. And I was like, I still want to write songs. I don't know what I should do. And I was like, maybe I should learn how to learn, you know, do MIDI drums or something like that. And so that's kind of how it all started for me.
2: Mm. fuck yeah just out of
1: necessity
2: in that case yeah so mm. yeah dude uh austin Carlyle, uh from of mice and men like i knew him when i was a kid uh because he's from like the town we live in nice so like <clears throat> like having him like kind of like he didn't ever do anything here with of mice and men like he actually went into attack attack from uh let's say i think he lived here and they moved to ohio and that's when attack attack started but but just like knowing it's like oh shit i know that guy and then like he's in this band and you know and he's doing you know metal music and like that that's kind of what got me into it you know like that and like white chapel like me and my buddy listening to white chapels what really kicked it off but like also knowing that Austin Carlisle was doing that. And it's when you're a kid, you're like, that's what I want to do. You know, like I want to be in a band and go travel around and scream and shit. And, and then like, just knowing him and seeing that, I was like, that's pretty fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. I think it kind of like puts it in reach. Right. So if you see somebody that's act- actually right. doing it in your town, you're like, Oh, maybe I can do that, you know, cause he's doing it or whatever, but if you're like watching TV you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that. He's on TV or, you know, whatever. So. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like, it, it, it kind of, it kind of makes it more of a reality. You never realize like that, you know, you, you think to yourself, whatever, like for whatever reason, that these people are like special and not to say that they're not great people, but like that they're special and that these, things of like being able to do music for a living is only for certain people. But then when it's that close to home, it's like, Oh wow. Like anyone can really do this. It's just a matter of kind of finding the right connections and, and, and all that. And to and also not to say that just anyone can do it. You have to have like skill and dedication and whatnot, but it kind of just, it kind of opens your eyes as to like, Oh wait, you know, it's not like, it's not something that's completely out of reach. Like, and also like nowadays too, like to, to be able to, to just while sitting at home, like a little bit before we got on, I was playing around on logic, just on like a beat that I was working on. Not like it's not like it's, it's anything good or anything, but it's nice to just know that these tools are available to like, be able to, to like create on the fly and anyone can do that. And if you kind of push hard enough, then you might be able to do something with it. Like, like what you're doing (laughs) writing you and you and a buddy and, and now having like, you know, more, more of a platform. So
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Like when I, when I learned how to create MIDI drums, at least like, I mean, the drums I'm creating are so simplistic, right? Like it's a bass drum, a snare and like a crash or like a hi-hat. I don't even have a china. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't (laughs) even gone that far because I'm just like, literally, if I get an idea in my head for guitar, I'm just like, okay, I already have kind of like an idea of what kind of drums would be over it. And so I just try to get something close to that within Logic and then at least I have that riff and I can go back and listen to it later and then I can kind of, you know, expand on that, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's your what's your background in, in guitar aside from doing doing this project? Like uh, I guess yeah, so, training or anything like that?
1: Right, so um, I'm pretty much just completely self-taught. I've had like maybe a handful of actual guitar lessons. Um, it was pretty much just trying to play with people that were better than me all the time. You know what I mean? I think that's that's one of the best ways to get better at any instrument is just sit down with somebody who you know is better than you and just kind of jam out with them, try to keep up with them. And by the end, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, you're you're already like way better. Like I have a friend, Brian, who's just like a shredder. He can solo, he can, he got lessons, I'm pretty sure, and all that good stuff. He's like younger than me. And I was like, dude, I need this guy in my band, like. Not just for me, but like, he's just an awesome guitar player. And then like, once he got in the band, it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm to that next step. So like, I'm, I'm getting, you know, hopefully to where he is, I can play with him now. And then it's just like kind of going from there. But yeah, no, no real good story or anything. Just self-taught, just trying to write riffs, just love riffing about it man
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude i appreciate that it's just whatever like i'm i I know i know doug's doug's actually considering getting a guitar right now and i've kind of played around with a thought a little bit too just to like just to noodle around and see what ideas kind of kind of come to mind and it's also it's also like there's some there's something so much better about like having some sort of like instrument at your disposal that you can like noodle around with to get ideas instead of just, you know, opening up your laptop and then just having like, you know, the virtual keyboard that you pull up and, right. and, you're, and you're done. You're like, Oh wow, this is, this is overwhelming. <laughs> this is, this is yeah. so exciting, <laughs> you know? So I'd, I'd love something like that. Granted I have, I have like an electronic drum set right next to me here, but like, I don't know to have a guitar would be kind of kind of a fun thing to have.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, I'm, I'm looking at like getting into drums next, right? Like that's the next step for me in this band is like actually being able to play these songs somehow, you know, either on my own or in the studio. So it's not MIDI drums, right? So maybe getting like a, an electronic kit with like mesh heads. I've been looking at just to start with and see how I like it. I've played drums. Like, so like when I was in one of my past bands, we had like three members all living in the same house and we'd practice in the basement. So our drummers uh, drum set was always down there. And I would like rip on that thing every day, dude. I was just like, this is so fun, but I suck. You know what I mean? But it's just <laughs> like, I have rhythm. So it's like, okay, I can check mark that. I have rhythm. I I can keep a beat, but I just, I have to be able to figure out how to do this with my hand while I'm doing this with my feet. And it's like, there's like almost like a hump you need to get over to like really have that connect. And I think that like, there's also a, a you know, with guitar playing, there's almost a hump you need to get over with that too where it's like your left hand and your right hand are finally like coordinating together. And I think that like a lot of people that play instruments, they quit before they get to that hump. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard. Being a drummer is hard. Playing guitar well is hard and it's not, it's not supposed to be easy and you're not supposed to, you know, give up right away kind of thing. So I appreciate everybody that plays instruments because I know how hard it is to kind of get over that first hump and kind of keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh dude, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and, and that's so true there's really there's really kind of a, a line that just happens where like it, and it might appear a little bit a little bit gray depending on who you ask like in their progression of learning drums guitar etc but it's yeah there's like kind of a, a gray line that at some point you kind of pass it and you're like oh wait like that thing that I used to actively think about when I was doing yeah. is is now uh, is now what I refer to as autopilot like it's yeah. It's so nice when you get to a certain point and like, I haven't experienced this cause I, I played guitar for a while growing up, but I sold my guitar to get my first drum set of my own. So it shows priorities, but it's like, you know, <laughs> when, when you finally have your, you both your hands working in tandem with one another on guitar or when, right. you know, like riding on that symbol and being able to do other stuff, you're like, Oh shit, I forgot. I forgot this hand was still riding over here, <laughs> you know, like, yep. so it, it, it feels good when you finally kind of cross that barrier and then you're, you're into the terrain where it's like, Okay, sweet. I have a little bit of a little bit of muscle memory, or a little bit of a little bit of autopilot that's allowing yeah. me to have some freedom elsewhere, save a yeah. little bandwidth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually got like my first bass guitar for Christmas when I was like fourteen or something. So that's like where I actually started with guitar. But it, and it was like easy because it only had four strings, right? So it's like, oh, this is like easier than guitar. I would like pick up a guitar and I'd be like. This is so weird. You know, I hate this. Like, I want to go back to bass, but like, I never even played bass in a band or anything. It's just where I started. And I was like, okay. And then obviously, like, when you're in a band or jamming with people, people are like, weird. Why don't you try guitar? And it's like, okay, I will. You know, I'll do some bar (laughs) chords or some power note or, you know, whatever. You know, it's just like, you got to start somewhere. So, anybody out there that's like trying to start like playing an instrument, just do it. Because, like, within a year, if you just kind of stay consistent with it, you'll be, like, leaps and bounds ahead of where you thought you were, probably.
0: Dude, 100%. Just, like, just trying something out, just feeling it out. Because, like, really all it comes down to, all anything comes down to when you're trying to advance in it is, is increasing the level of familiarity. That's really all it is. Like, when it, when it comes to guitar, it's like, okay, like, when I'm presented with this thing what do I do with it? And then it's only from so much time of doing stuff with it that it's like, Oh, now I know like things that I can do with it. <laughs> so like, it'll, and it, so it only really comes from that. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent on the money. Just like, just go for it, whatever it is. And then just spend the time with it and, and kind of nurture that. And I also sure. think it's, I think it's really cool too, that, that I, I, I kind of think it's a cool starting block to go from base as, as like, you know, square one, because it's kind of it could it could launch you in in like two two very distinct directions M- multiple directions but as, like it could especially send you in two very distinct directions one if you're the person that picks up a bass and you're kind of laying down more like melodic stuff and and you know kind of feeling that out maybe maybe you're destined to go more the way of guitar heck and then maybe you pick it up and you start like. Doing more slap and and you're intrigued with the notion of this thumping that all the prog all the prog people are doing these days. Yeah. Maybe that's a sign. Us <laughs> maybe that's a sign <laughs> that you're you're like going in more of a perg- uh per, uh like percussive direction and and maybe something like percussive like drums is kind of your thing. So so I actually like I never really thought about it until this moment, but I I think that would just be a really a really good starting block for anybody who's maybe on the fence of of what they want to do is pick up a bass. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is with music, like, and just being creative in general, like nothing's right, nothing's wrong. So it's just like, you know, like I I say all the time, I'm like, I suck at guitar. Like seriously, like there's some stuff that like, I can't even get close to playing, but it's just like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you just, you just play because it's fun, you know? So.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately these instruments too, they're like, they're really just the means to the end of, of getting the idea out there. It's, right. it's us having these things so that we don't have to sit there at a, at a virtual keyboard and we can actually like, you know, hear the, the, the melody in real time on this, on this thing or hear the beat in real time on this, on this other thing. So, uh, For sure. so, so yeah, so it's just, it's just kind of about feeling them out and playing them and all that. So, Doug, have you have you decided if you're getting that that guitar yet that you were talking about? I'm gonna put you on the Do spot. Do it. On I think I'm spot.
2: going to. I'm waiting for it to get back in stock.
0: <laughs> gotcha. But I'm gonna get it
2: partially because if I can't play it, worth the shit. I could still put it on the wall and it fucking looks awesome. <laughs> <Heck> <laughs> While we're on this, the thing of the hump, dude. Like I was watching Kyle play one night, bro. Kyle's our producer. And I'm, Cool. Yeah, he's our and he is a fucking guitar wizard, dude. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I wanna learn guitar. And then you watch him play and it's just like so seamless and effortless. And then like my next thought immediately jumps to me just smashing the fuck out of my <laughs> guitar. Cause it's just like this is insane, dude. Like how do you do that? Like I don't even know what you're doing here and you're just playing like you could play this with your fucking eyes closed. And I can't even do it, like, if my eyeballs were on it, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, but, you know, the backstory story to that is he's like, yeah, dude, I had, like, no social life for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I just play guitar for three hours every night. And it's like, okay, that's how he got good, you know? It's like, maybe I'll stick to working on vocals, <laughs> you <laughs> know. know? It's like something I already know about and something I can already mostly do. It's like... I don't know. And I, and like that's the beauty of it too, is like, you know, work within your strengths, you know, it's like that, that's a big thing of it too is like, I think sure you can like force yourself to learn something, which some people do, some people don't obviously, but uh, you know, some people are more suited for other things, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. just always how I've kind of seen it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
1: Like it's weird because I kind of, you know, like, me and Andy, Andy's the guitar player and Kwansu, like the other guitar player or whatever. And it's just like, if we were to ever actually play live, I would do vocals, you know what I'm saying? So um, right? it's like weird because I'm like writing all this music and stuff and I love writing it and everything. But I know that if we ever did play a show, I wouldn't be the guitar player, I'd be the vocalist. So it's just like a weird thing for me mentally. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> that is an interesting thing, having to like prioritize, like, okay, when the time comes... What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, like,
2: exactly. that's what's cool about That's what's cool about periphery. Dude is like they all do everything like every member of that band could probably record and mix an album effortlessly. Oh yeah. But, and then they're all masters of their craft. So like you have Spencer, great singer, great screamer. Great guitarist. Like just He's a good guitarist. Is that you said oh, yeah. Spencer?
0: Yeah, Spencer is Spencer is Spencer's an awesome guitarist. Yeah.
2: Wow, I didn't know that. But then you got you know Misha, uh, Mark Holcomb, uh, Jake Bowen. uh, Why can't Jake Bowen and Matt Halpern and they're all like masters of their instruments and then some apparently. Mm -hmm. But it's like that. That's what's cool about it too is it's like every every piece falls into place. You know, it's like oh, we don't have a weakest link like this. We're all fucking strong, dude. Like this is a yeah five-piece chain that will never break
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that's cool too because then it like i think it would be i think it'd be fascinating they're probably the closest band to this but i think it'd be really fascinating if there like came about a band where it was like say a five-piece band and everyone was just so like so well versed to to a fair enough extent in like all instruments that they like that the members of this band whatever it was decided like oh yeah like we could like for this album like you know this guy's got a lot of good ideas on guitar so let's have him kind of feed like play that role and this guy's got a lot of good ideas on on drums let's hit, let him do that and this guy he started doing this vocal thing that's just out of this world let's let's have him ride vocals for this one and if they were able to kind of like just you know, do a
2: big rotation, just,
0: just rotate in and out of positions. I think that would be the coolest thing. Granted, like you might, you might kind of come up with the end result of, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none in any of these, but honestly, I, that'd be worth it just to kind of see somebody approach such a potential, you know?
1: Yeah. It would almost be like, if, if you were listening to like that album, right. If that band created an album, it almost be like listening to like five different artists on the same album. Cause like maybe every vocalist or the vocals in every song would be a different person or, you know what I'm saying? Like, but all within the same genre or something. I mean, I'm sure some yeah, bands could do sick. that, but it's just like, yeah, there's some weird, <laughs> weird things about it probably. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cause like, cause you even uh, I, like, and, and granted, like, I don't know. There's a lot of, you'll look at especially within like pop music you'll look at like the back of albums and you'll see like who all kind of came in for what and it's and and you also hear about like in studio uh like updates or whatever people talking about oh yeah i I like picked up this cool instrument that they had in the studio and it's like the studio in a lot of cases or at least like traditionally speaking it's kind of been a a, and like like a like an like a laboratory where you're just experimenting Mm -hmm. and you're just picking up random things and, and then coming up with your ideas instead of like, okay, I'm playing guitar for this data. Yeah. yeah. And it's only become a more popular thing. Like just as of late where it's, you know, predetermined roles of who's doing what. So it'd be really cool to see metal bands kind of, kind of work in, in that direction. And not to say that there's any problem with the, you know, like determined roles because because then you get people that are really really killer at what they do doing what they do really killer <laughs> so yeah. uh so like there's nothing wrong with that but just i guess i guess maybe maybe i'm i'm a sucker for the the experimental i suppose
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely There there's nothing better than going into the actual studio and like being there for like over a week or like whatever and just like completely honing in and focusing on the album or the songs. And that's kind of like one thing that I miss um, about like being in my other bands. Like previously, it's like, we would go to the studio and we'd be there for like a week and it'd be like a mini vacation slash we were like writing music and like just being creative and like all the stuff. And it's just like, now it's just kind of like we go to the studio for a day And we're back home at night for dinner, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. just like, dang, you know, (laughs) I don't really like that, but it is what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm 33 now and I guess that's where I'm at, you know, like whatever. So I don't (laughs) know, but I I feel you on that. There's just, there's something glorious about going into a studio and just experimenting and seeing what happens, you know, and what you can create once you, once you're there. So,
0: Mm -hmm, yeah. Do you feel like there's a, like, do you feel like you're able to kind of replicate that feeling when you work? uh, in the, in the studio, like versus actually when you, cause it's, it seems like you probably work just a lot, like remotely, just on your own at your, at your own personal computer. Are you able to kind of replicate that feeling of, you know, really getting out there and experimenting or, or do you feel like you're kind of missing that, that studio experience still?
1: I would say that I'm, I'm missing the, you know, the, the, the main kind of things about being in the studio as far as just like, kind of really, just engrossing myself in the music. Um, Just having like, we've done three singles right now. And so the first two were recorded um, in basically like Tampa, which is kind of like three hours from where we're at with uh, a dude named Chris. Uh, He's the drummer in the band Body Snatcher, if you've ever heard of them.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it it, kind of helps because like me and Andy aren't drummers, right? So like I come in with these haggard ass demos that have these like, (laughs) shitty midi drums and then chris already has them imported when we get there and he's like all right here's how the drums sound and it's just like dude you just kind of like beefed him up you know he added his you know whatever he adds and stuff and just kind of puts his little flavor on it so to speak and it's i'm super grateful that we ended up going to him for the first two because like he really kind of put that flavor into the drums that we were missing Um, but it, it was still like, you know, once we get there, the drums are basically already there because I'd already midi them out. And then we would just lay down guitars, bass, and then vocals, like all in the same, like six hour period. And so, like I said, we're like getting home before it gets dark out sometimes, (laughs) you know, and it's just like, I'm not used to that, but I guess that's 2021 and how metal bands can record. And it's just like, you know, why be there any longer if we already have everything tracked and done. So, you know. But yeah. I I, I really want to do like a a full EP or album at some point for Kwansu with like, you know, a drummer, a real drummer and maybe another guitar player or just somebody else that's creative to just like sit in a room for, you know, ten days straight and just you know, just put our all into it, so to speak. So
0: Yeah, that'd be a blast. I've I've, I I've yet to yet to get that experience over before you either and it's like just that. Oh, it's so fun. (laughs) It's it's just to just to be in there and be fully immersed is Yeah. Uh, I feel like that'd be something else. So you would love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've like, I've only kind of done it for like singles here and there, like some small projects. It's always kind of been the, you know, the the commuting studio experience of, you know, go there, come back (laughs) for for dinner, et cetera. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aside from, aside aside from what you do uh, with Kwon Su, do you, do you uh, do any music that's like outside of, of heavy music or are you pretty much kind of just focusing on that?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much just focusing on, like, you know, the heavy metal stuff with Kwan Su. Um, I actually, like, my day job, I run a business. I do, like, video production and, uh, like, video editing and stuff. So that cool. takes up, like, a ton of my time. Um, so, like, I hate to say it, but it's just, like, I'm only working on Kwan Su if I have enough time. Like, once my all my obligations from the day are done and everything, you know what I'm saying? But at least, like, I work for myself so I can kind of make that time and, you know, I can, like pick up my guitar at 11 AM and like riff out for like an hour or two, if I really want to, I don't have to like go into work or anything. Um, mm. but yeah, it, it's just strictly metal and riffing for me. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I love it, dude. I, and I love too, that you're a, that you're in a position where, where you, you kind of like have more more like freedom and flexibility with, with what you're doing since you have your own, your own situation. What, what kind of projects do you work on mostly with, with your business? I mean, I mean, video oh, and, and etc. cetera, but kind of more specifically, what are some things? you? Yeah. At?
1: I mean, just like today I've, I've been, uh, editing a video for a medical device company that I shot. Um, and I, I'm doing some edits for a bank. Uh, uh I am I'm, I'm, I'm like everywhere with it. It's such a, it's such a funny question to ask. Cause I'm just like, I have a thousand things that go through my head. Um, you know, I was shooting like some drone stuff last week, like for the sunrise, like on the ocean for a realtor. So you know, it's just a little bit of everything, which I love because every day is a little bit different for me, and it's like still creative, which I just I just have to be creative at some point during the day. That's just like my ultimate goal in life is just to do things that are creative, whether that's music or photography or video, anything, man. I'm I'm open for it. So,
0: dude, that's awesome. And and to lay in that too, it's just it's it's great because you get to you get to like achieve the th- the main thing you're looking for being able to just constantly be in a, in a creative kind of position and, uh, you know, have it where it's, where it's, where it's by your, like by your rules, since it's your business yeah. and all that. How How long have you been, have you been doing that full time? So, um, when I moved down to Florida, I
1: just started this business. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any contacts down here. And so I literally haven't had a job since I moved to Florida. I mean, a real job, so to speak. It's, it's just been, uh, my company and, uh, just doing that whole thing. So, but I love it. It makes me happy. And, uh, yeah, I've gotten to travel and stuff. Like I used to do like some weddings and stuff here and there. I've been to like Jamaica and Cancun and all that stuff, but I don't do weddings anymore. Cause they're just like too emotional and a little stressful. So I try to avoid them now.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet. I like, it, it seems like that's a lot of people in kind of the in, in like the videography industry, it seems like that's a lot of people's kind of gateway or their like foot in the door. But it also seems like something that that they're ready to get out of super quick, like because it because it's like, you know, you kind of get this one shot and 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 it's, the stakes are high because it's these people's like special day and all this. And it's funny yeah. that 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 would be like the gateway the gateway like project type for videographers because, because the stakes are so high, (laughs) but uh, yeah. (laughs) So I just think that's kind of common. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. And like funny story, like I was shooting a wedding one time and it was a Jewish wedding. I don't know if you know anything about like Jewish weddings or anything, but at the end of the wedding, I don't know, they like kiss or whatever. And then they all say Mazel Tov and uh, they break like a cup, like (laughs) a a glass cup under the, the groom stomps on it with his foot. And uh, apparently the wedding planner like gave him the wrong cup and it was like super thick like glass and it like went through his dress shoe and cut his like lacerated his foot really bad. And so as he was like walking back like towards us that we were filming, he's like, I just cut my foot really fucking bad. That's all I heard. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is not going to be good. Oh, shit.
0: Dude, oh and so, God. like, you know, Fuck. 10
1: minutes later, the ambulance is there. He's getting all stitched up. He's supposed to do, like, this big, like, extravagant, like, dance as the first dance, you know, like, not just like a normal, like, you know, sixth grade, like, dance. It was, like, full on, like, tango type thing. And at that point I like looked at myself in the mirror when I was like in the bathroom and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is like way too crazy for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, that's terrible. Last too. wedding. <laughs> yeah. And oh like, my God. And whoever, 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 Whoever you know brought in this like frosted glass, like yeah. thick as fuck, like that, that just like this guy could not plow through. They, they yeah. didn't know what they were doing. You're supposed to get something nice and flimsy, kind of work yeah. to their advantage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's like a
1: specific type of cup they're supposed to use, or glass that's just supposed to shatter, like no matter what, right? And I think she just grabbed one off like table twelve or whatever, and was like, "This will, <laughs> this will work." Like, <laughs>
2: oops oh nightmare God. i'd be so pissed dude if that was me and i did and it like went through my foot i'd be like all right who the fuck did this like who put this where'd this fucking glass come from yeah this is bullshit this,
0: mob, this mangled foot of mine is going right up their ass yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he he was so pissed probably he couldn't do the cha-cha
2: slide he couldn't you uh, know do any really? of that shit so i'd be livid oh that's crazy he's so pissed dude yeah (laughs) holy shit (laughs) it was like it was super
1: awkward because like i had a second shooter with me because like sometimes when you shoot weddings you have two shooters because there's multiple cams and stuff like that and uh the photographer was like sitting next to me and i was like i told my second shooter i was like or he asked me he was like should i go film like the ambulance and like him getting like stitched up and stuff and I was like yes <laughs> yes you do absolutely and and then yeah. the photographer got like so pissed and she was like that's so disrespectful and I was just like dude th- if they have any memory of this day this is 100% gonna be it and if we don't get at least some footage of this yeah it's not gonna go in the highlight reel and all that stuff yeah but it you know, two months later, they're going to be like, "Do you have any like ambulance footage?" <laughs> we're going to be like, "Yes."
0: <laughs> as a matter of fact, we do. Yeah. we yeah. do. So, dude, but yeah, that's also part of the experience, too. Like, like, like exactly as you were saying, like this is what they're going to remember that day for, and it's. I feel like that's. i uh, have granted, I don't, I don't do what you do for a living, but I could imagine that that's part of the the whole, the whole experience is understanding, like. Like seeing something and and acknowledging it as this is capture worthy, you know. Right. Even if we don't use it in a final reel or anything like that, this is something that that is important. This is this this you know has weight within the situation. So exactly, let's go go ahead and nab this.
2: I feel like you have to. This is for insurance purposes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there you go. You your your purposes. Purposes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you have footage of the uh, glass you stepped on uh, when you cut the fuck out of yourself? Uh, I do actually. Yes. So oh, yeah, I'll see you in court. Got we it. got it. Yeah, <laughs> and on your. That's amazing. God. And I'm yeah, I mean, like, like <laughs> yeah, like I think what was it
1: like last month? I was filming an interview with Jeb Bush, if you know who that is. He was like wow. the governor of Florida, and like George Bush's son or George W. Bush's brother. So it's really bad. I mean, really? not yeah. to like. Yeah, not to like name name drop, but you're like, what kind of projects do you work on? And like anytime anybody asks that, I just go blank. I'm like, uh I
2: I don't know. That's you pretty know what big, I mean? Dude. But yeah, filming just Jeff Bush, like
1: that's, I shoot the most random stuff.
2: <laughs> that's pretty big, dude. That guy's pretty high profile. Like most most people like dude, Robin Williams made jokes about that guy <laughs> in his stand up specials. Like that that's pretty big. <laughs> like that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, there, are, there,
0: are there particular projects that you find yourself most keen on? I'm sure it's kind of a bunch of random things, but are there, are there any where you, you get kind of the assignment and you're like, oh, dude, hell yeah. Like, this is kind of my, my bread and butter, my thing that I have the most fun with. Or are they right. all just so, so sporadic?
1: Yeah, I mean, they are so sporadic, but um, like I started kind of getting into video um, when my old band, um, we did a music video for our band. And when I watched that music video, I was like, this is so tight. Like, I love this. Like he, he, he ca- like, I think he uh, charged us like 300 bucks. And I was like, I would spend $300 all the time just to relive this feeling of watching this music video in this McDonald's right now where we met, you know, to mm-hmm. like have him like show us. And I was like, this is so cool. And I was like, you know what? I edit all the time. And like, I edit my band's vlogs and like, you know, stupid funny stuff. And I was like, I didn't even know people like made money doing this kind of thing. And so I started kind of like filming some music videos, like up in Indiana for like some friends bands and stuff like that. And then I eventually moved to Florida and kind of went the whole corporate route, but like, I've never really gotten back into the music videos. I would love to do that, but I just haven't kind of found my space yet. So to answer your question, I would love to be doing music videos right now, but I'm kind of stuck doing, uh, you know, whatever comes to me, um, which is fine. But uh, I I actually love doing like interior design videos, which kind of sounds weird. No, I'm I'm right with that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but in In Florida, that's like a big thing to like kind of have your house redone by like a good interior designer and like kind of interviewing them. And because that's like a really creative process, right? Like uh, doing interior design, um, you know, colors and shapes and why they lay out things the way they do. And uh, I always thought that was like a really cool thing to film. And I've I've gotten to do that a couple of times, which is nice. So every time I book something like that, I'm pretty excited.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> and it's – and it's, I guess it's – I guess I, I hope that you'll be able to kind of work your way back into doing some of the like music video uh, stuff. However, it's, it's nice that you're kind of in this arena that you're in right now because I'm sure it's probably like – Probably far more lucrative doing that. So it's kind of like just hitting this balance of being able to do, yeah. you know, your passion projects while also doing the things that you know really, really kind of, kind of like bring home the bacon, so to speak. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's funny because we, our band, actually won a music video a couple months back, and we haven't, we haven't gotten uh to shoot it yet or anything because Florida and COVID has just been going absolutely wild, and I'm sure the guys that uh, are gonna film it. Probably don't want to head down here right now. Um, but uh, it's it's a uh, this guy named Josh and uh, Ross and I basically had to like tag three friends in their in their Instagram post for a music video and I actually won, which is so crazy. That's they've awesome. done music videos for like Like Moss to Flames and like Attila and stuff. So at wow. some point, like in the next like couple months, they're heading down to Florida to like shoot a Kwansu music video. So we're trying to like work out the details now. And it's, it's nice because everybody is always like, you have a band, you have a bunch of camera gear and stuff. Why don't you guys shoot music videos? It's like, am I supposed to shoot myself? What I, I mean? It's, I just, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. That's kind so, of tricky. Yeah,
0: I feel like that but, uh, would be especially tough. Like doing, doing one of these like band kind of music videos and having to, having to kind of like, you know, relay the responsibility of, okay, you kind of capture this. Cause like, it's such an intimate thing too. You look at how a lot of these are shot. Like, so to be like directing like by proxy would be so tricky in that, in that scenario. I feel like that's, that's awesome in that case that y'all were able to, to, to like win that, that that recording. So that, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: I'm still like flabbergasted that I, like, <laughs> I got the email that we won. Cause I'm just like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) we just won like a full fledged like music video, like this thing's going to be like so legit. And so I'm like, do we record a new song? Do we go back to one of our old songs and just kind of put it out as a music video and all these ideas are running through my head. But at the same time, I kind of just want to like, let them come to me and like give me ideas because I'm like, I'm so sick of like thinking about all this stuff that I want somebody to just be like, hey, we're going to do this song. We're going to do it this way. And I'm going to be like, sweet. Sounds good. I
0: love it. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, like I was, I was curious if your, if your take would have been, if you'd want to be more involved or, or if you are like, you know, what, let me be a, let me just, let me just sit backseat on this one. I don't yeah. feel like making a single decision. <laughs> decision making exactly. is is exhausting. And in that, it, in, yeah. in that case, especially like for a music video, I can only imagine it's like crazy exhausting.
1: Definitely, man. I'm, I'm right there with
0: you. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's cool! though yeah, I'll, I'm I'm stoked for that. That'll be sick. And just like with yeah. the with the vibe that y'all have musically, just seeing what like somebody who's done like like Master Flames videos, etc. I'm really really excited to see what they do.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped.
0: <laughs> That'll be tight. It's gonna
2: be great. oh yeah. yeah!
0: Well, I guess outside of outside of like music stuff and work stuff. What what else does your does your life down in, in Florida entail? What else what else you got going on?
1: Um I don't know. I mean, I like to golf when I can even though I don't really golf that often. I love golfing. Um <laughs> I uh I'm a big like wrestling fan, so like I've been watching a, I watch a lot of wrestling. I like to go to like pay-per-views and all that kind of stuff. Um and like me and my, like since October's coming up, um I'm a big like horror movie fan, so I'm um, going to start like watching like every horror movie that we have. We have like so many of them. So I'm a big like horror movie guy. So, you know, that's going to be on the docket for the next couple of weeks, most likely. So, and also we live by Disney, so we go to Disney a lot.
0: I'm actually, I'm actually going to be going there with my family in, in December. I'm, I'm super nice. stoked. I haven't been since I was, since I was a young little kid. So dude, you're going to so, have a blast. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, just go into kid mode and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just enjoy the hell out of myself. So I'm excited. It'll, it should be a good time. And plus like, I don't know, to, even though we, we live in a nice spot where there's like nice, nice things to do over the winter. Like we're kind of in the middle of the mountains, all that it's still, it's still nice to kind of escape the cold weather and get out. So, So I'll be looking forward to that, especially. (laughs) Yeah. I strip away.
1: Yeah. So you guys are like like flying in and like staying for a week or like all that stuff or. Yeah.
0: Staying for roughly that time. And, uh, Yeah. My, my parents are just are crazy about uh, it's Disney world there. Right. I forget yep. that too. Yeah. My parents are crazy about Disney world. So we're going there and I'm excited. It'll be great. It's always good. Just like connecting with family. It's tough, like being across the States. And, uh, so, so it's also, it's also good to make, make the trip and, and get some, some face time in and all that. Um, yeah,
2: definitely. So. Is that the one with galaxy's edge? Galaxy's, galaxy's edge is there. awesome. Yeah. Is that, that's the one in Florida though? Yep. Yeah, my, my buddy Ian, uh, his dad did like a ton of design work over there, I think is what he was telling me, like at wow, Disney awesome. World or Land, whatever the hell one it is. They just <laughs> have the same name and then the location. Why you got to have Land and World? What the fuck? Come on, Disney, figure it out. Florida Disney,
0: California Disney. Yeah, yeah, there.
2: Right. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Which one would you go to? I don't fucking know, dude. They have nine <clears> different names. But, yeah, he did a bunch of work on that, dude. It's like I'm not sure to, like, what extent, but I know it's like he was pretty heavily involved with that. So I need to go yeah. check it out for mm. sure. Dude, yeah. it's awesome.
1: Like, I mean, we have, we have Disney World, and then we also have Universal uh, Studios, which we've, we've oh, had right, like, season right. passes. We've had Disney season passes, too. So if we live down here and, like, just going – I don't know if you guys are Harry Potter fans, but, like, the whole Harry oh, Potter yeah. land – it's it's unreal especially if you've never been there it's it's so fun and so immersive it's just oh, yeah. it's great you have to go if you're a harry potter fan at least in at some point in your life you have
2: to go dude it's just yeah i'm going so to well done.
0: like like the way yeah. it all looks is just awesome they're they're on point with the design there
2: <clears throat> yeah dude that place looks so sick hopefully, yeah. we,
0: make, hopefully we make that trip so
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure like galaxy's edge is like the hotspot right now. So it's like super busy and like riding the rides are like very long wait times and stuff. Um, but if you get a chance, uh, if you go to animal kingdom, so basically Disney world, there's like, I think four parks, it's like magic kingdom with the castle. You have animal kingdom, uh, Epcot, and then you have, um, Hollywood studios. So there's like four different parks that you can go to within Disney. And I'm sure you guys will probably go to every one if you're going to be there for uh, X amount of days. But uh, if you go to animal kingdom, there's an avatar land, like James Cameron avatar. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. It is legit dude. And you can get like cool food and drinks there. There's like a river journey, which is like one of the rides, but there's a, a ride called flight of the avatar. And it's basically like you put on 3d glasses and you kind of, like, ride, like, a crotch rocket almost, and it, like, pushes you forward, so you're, like, completely submerged, like, with a screen. And, like, the crotch rocket is, like, a, a banshee or something like that. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. while you're on the ride, it's, like, breathing under you. So it's, like, expanding and, like, contracting and stuff. And, like, there's, like, smells that hit you. Like, when you go into a cave, you, like, it's – you smell a cave, which is so random – but it's like it's th- the best ride I've ever ridden. So if you do anything in Animal Kingdom or Disney, period, please do Flight of the Avatar.
0: Dude, I absolutely 100% will because like <clears throat> because Avatar, I know I know it gets it gets crap for being like, you know, basically just like Pocahontas with with cooler graphics, but I accept it as that and I and the cool graphics side of it, I absolutely love. And so to like actually be in that to some extent I'm a hundred percent on board. So I will absolutely yeah. be checking that one out.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Let me know what you think once you're yeah.
0: done. <laughs> dude. Hell yeah. I'm stoked for it. That'll be tight. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Well, heck, I guess, I guess in that case we got to, we got to talk about, about a lot of things. We'll, we'll go ahead and wrap up here, but, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave by, by letting you kind of, we'll leave the floor open to you. Let anybody know what you got going on, uh, what Kwan Su's got going on, where they can find you, et cetera. So four is, is yours. Cool.
1: Um, so I mean, pretty much our most active page is our Instagram page. I think it's at Kwansu band. So if you guys want to give us a follow, that'd be awesome. Check us out on Spotify, um, Apple music, all that good stuff. Like I said earlier, we have a music video that's going to be dropping here in the next couple months. And we're also in the middle of working on our first EP right now. So, uh, everything's kind of, you know, a little slow right now with the whole COVID thing and, you know, remoteness and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep putting out music and, uh, yeah, just hope you guys like it and, uh, you know, give us a follow or a listen on Spotify. That's pretty much, uh, all I got really. So
2: I yeah. yeah. appreciate
1: you guys having me on here.
2: We appreciate you coming yeah, on. Thanks for coming Thanks. on. Yeah, man.
1: It was fun.
0: <laughs> Well, to all the Bronzies out there listening, thank you all so much for joining us as as well. And now you know where to find Kendrick. You know where to find Quan Su. So go check him out. Go check Quan Su out. Be on the lookout for that video that's coming out in the time to come. Be on the lookout for that EP that's coming out in the time to come. With all that said, until next time, this has been Bronze Metal Podcast.